101.7 FM. to 7 p.m. seven days a week at Rouse's Markets Taste Like Home. Buzz Off. Buzz Off is the only all-natural mosquito control professionals providing guaranteed results. Golden Motors, where price is priority. Golden Motors proudly supports South Lafouche Athletics and community youth sports organizations. And we've, we have a new member to our team here on Play by Play. We would like to welcome the Blue Boot Rodeo aboard. They're going to be having their 2022 event. Let me get you the date and everything here. But uh, we thank Darby and Corey and all the wonderful folks over at Blue Boot for joining our team. We will have some information throughout the coming weeks about drowning awareness and their mission and all the wonderful things that they do and have done. That'll be July 7th through July 9th. The Blue Boot Rodeo will be <laughs> heading back to Grand Isle, and we're so thankful for them for their support. And we're going to you know, promote the heck out of that thing. It's a wonderful thing that those folks do, and we thank them so much. It feels like it's been forever since we have been here doing a show. And heck, we've only taken, you know, one show off. We we took off Friday for Good Friday. But since that time, there's been a lot of high school baseball. There have been a lot of results from around the state of Louisiana. And uh the local team, the very local team here to the folks in Southern Lafouche Parish, uh, they stayed hot. They've now won ten games in a row. So we dive into our local scoreboard. We'll get you some power rating numbers. And then we'll kind of dig into the meat of the show. In 15 minutes, we have South Lafouche Athletic Director Coach Brian Colley, who will be on to talk with us about some things happening over at South Lafouche. At 12 o'clock, Nichols Golf Coach James Schilling will be on to talk about his golf team. And then also remember, this week is the week of the Zurich out in New Orleans. So we'll ask him about what teams he thinks are going to fare well out of the TPC of Louisiana. And, you know, also some things happening around the world of college and pro golf both. So, let's dive right in to today's show. Oh, of course, we've also got our weekend W's and L's and then our betting picks, too. My bad. Um, so, let's dive right into our Saturday scoreboard. There were so many games and results and different things that happened. And we start right out the gate with a crazy result. We've told you all throughout the last several weeks, hey, do not sleep on Central Lafouche. Central Lafouche is playing really well. They're playing at a pretty high level. They've been losing close. They've been winning a couple games here and there. Saturday, they got them one. The Trojans beat Hanville 7-3 and got a big win over the Hanville Tigers. Look, Central's not going to the playoffs. No, they're not. But that win there makes it more difficult for Hanville to get to the playoffs, and that's what we've been talking about here. Stan and I on the Saturday shows and then myself here on Play by Play is these guys are playing the role of the spoiler. They're embracing the heck out of that role. And with that game, they dropped Hanville down to 32. Hanville is 32nd on the number right now in the 5A power ratings. Central Lafouche did that, getting the 7-3 win over the Tigers. 
Coach Plitt and his crew have been competitive as heck in district. They're playing their right ball or their best ball at the right time of the year. They're playing the role of the spoiler beautifully. HL Bourgeois gets a pair of wins on Saturday. They beat East St. John 18-8 to and then 15-2, to so the Braves get a couple of big district victories. Uh, let's see. Destrahan beats Terrebonne 7-1. to The Wildcats get a win over the Tigers, who are trying to survive. They're trying to get in the top 32, but, boy, they're just not having a whole lot of luck right now. They've dropped down to 36th, and they've got a long road to hoe if they want to try to get into the top 32. Santamont gets a 6-4 to win over Assumption. Assumption's one of the best teams in 4A. South Lafouche is going to find that out uh, tomorrow with a two-game series. The Tarpons are going to hope to dethrone the Mustangs. It's going to be a tough task. It'll be a great series. Look forward to that. If South Lafouche will play and win one of the two games, the Tarpons will win the outright district championship for the first time in school history. But a tough challenge is ahead. Santamon beats Assumption 6-4. to Good win for Santamon. Um, Ellender gets a three to one victory over Patterson. So kudos to Ellender. I know everybody in our local four A district is excited about that because they earn a power point based on Ellender getting a non district win. On Saturday, South Lafouche beat Warren Easton eleven to five in a game that was ah kind of weird. Like just kind of weird. There was not a whole lot of rhythm to the game. We kept starting and then stopping. It was hot and you know, two umpires went down. Just a weird game. But the Tarpons take care of business on senior day, getting an 11-5 victory. Berwick falls to North Vermilion 6-5. So North Vermilion, one of the top dogs in 4A, beats Berwick, who's one of the top dogs in 3A, getting a big win there. St. James falls to Higgins 10-0. Higgins gets a victory. Homer Christian was off. I believe CCA was off. Nope, they were not. CCA played. They beat St. Martin's Episcopal 6-2. So the Covenant Christian team gets a victory and stays hot. So now we kind of dive into the power rating numbers. This is the last week of the regular season, y'all. So these numbers are really important now. There are going to be some changes. There's a whole week of games left. There are going to be some big changes. But right now we could kind of sort of get a sense of who's going to be in the postseason and who may be on the outside looking in. In 5A, Destrehan is currently the number 19 team in the state. You look at the numbers. If they have a strong last week of the season, there is some room for them to go up. There's also some room for them to go down if they don't have a strong ending to the season. But Destrian is number 19 right now. They're comfortably in. Regardless of what happens in the last week, they're going to get in. Uh, but now they're just strictly playing for seeding. HL Bourgeois is 24th with a 19-10 and 10 record. HL Bourgeois is in the same situation. It looks like they're going to be in. Barring something crazy happening in the last week, they're going to be in. The challenge is going to be seeding. Can they move up a spot or two? Eh, maybe. Can they move down a spot or two? Certainly. But the Braves look like they're going to be postseason bound. Hanville is the team that is the big question mark. They're sitting at 32nd right now. They're the last team in. Now, the challenge with that for Hanville is, and I haven't done this math. I don't know if this is actually a factor or if this is something that's actually in play or not. But with Hanville being 32nd, if you get in at 32nd, obviously you're playing number one. But if you finish the regular season at 32nd, and anybody below you wins a share of their district championship, you're out. Because the way that the, the rules are formulated is that everybody who wins a share of their district title gets an automatic bid. So if anybody below them, New Iberia, Natchitoches Central, West Wachita, Terrible, and Fountain Blue, and I don't know that any of those teams are in position to do this, but if anybody were to be in that spot, they would then get the automatic bid, and number 32 would be out. So Hanville's in a really nervous position right now as they're trying to finish this thing out. 
Thibodeau's 38th, it will not be a postseason for them. They're just, they're just not enough power points left to earn. Central Lafouche's 43rd, they're not getting in. East St. John is 51st, they're not getting in. 4A, we've got a lot of teams that are in contention. Assumption's currently the number four team in the state in 4A with a 19-7 record. 30.5 is their score. South Lafouche will be trying to knock them out of that position this week. The Tarpons are number seventh or number seven right now with a 29 record. They've won 10 straight. Their score is 28.4. South Lafouche has some big, big, big games this week. Two with Assumption, one with Berwick. Assumption's the number four team in 4A. Berwick's the number one team in 3A. Those are huge games. You could win the district championship outright for the first time, and you could score a whole hell of a lot of power points and momentum heading into the postseason. So that's the goal for the Tarpons this week. South Terrebonne is currently the number 16 team in Class 4A with a 12-14 and 14 record. As of right now, they would be hosting in the opening round. Ellender is 22nd thanks to their win over the weekend. They're 12-16. and 16. They're in the playoffs. They're just going to be playing for seeding. Warren Easton, the team that we saw this past weekend. A lot of folks were asking, yeah, how good was Warren Easton? They're 23rd right now. They're going to get in the playoffs as well. And then down at the bottom, Morgan City's 31st with a 5-21 and 21 mark. It looks like the Tigers are going to get in. They've got a pretty good stranglehold on that 31 spot. They're well ahead of the team that's 33rd. So it looks like Morgan City's actually going to get in. And now we go to Division Two, and we see again that we've got Vanderbilt who is near the top. They're 25-6. and six. They're ranked third right now. The Terriers are trying to get themselves into position, play their best baseball at the right time. Um, right now, E.D. White is number eight. It's important for E.D. White to stay at number eight because if you're number eight in the opening round, you're at home. You have an opportunity to maybe play at home. Heck, E.D. White, looking at the numbers, they have an opportunity to move up another spot or two in the final week. If they could do that, you know, maybe they could get themselves a more favorable draw in the postseason, they're 15 and 14. They're currently number eight, but there are a lot of teams that are in a dead heat with them. They're just trailing University, who's seventh. They're just ahead of Loyola Prep, who's ninth. So E.D. White's got a lot of seeding and a lot of positioning to do in the final week of the season. That's why these games are going to matter. Like I'm telling you right now, we're sitting here on Monday of the last week of the regular season. I could pretty much look at every Lafouche and Terrebonne team and tell you if they're going to be in or out right now, but I can't tell you where they're going to be seated. I can't tell you if they're going to be home or away in the opening round. That's all going to be decided this week, and that's why these games are so critically important for a lot of the teams in our area. Division Three, Homa Christian is 11-6-1. They're currently 12th in the power ratings. They're going to get in. They're going to be near the bottom of the bracket, but they have a winning record. They're 11-6, and six. so on any given day, they could play with the big teams, they just haven't played enough games this season to earn themselves the points that they needed to be in position. Division four, CCA has kind of dropped down a peg. They're currently 18 and nine on the season. They're another one of those teams in that situation where they're just a smidge behind number six. They're just a smidge behind number five. So if the Lions could close the season with some momentum, they too could improve their seating and get themselves in a better situation. Central Catholic of Morgan City is 14th with an 11-12 and 12 record. They're going to get in. They've got a comfortable lead over the teams that are in the top 16 as that bracket allows 16 teams into the field. So there's a big, big old week of high school baseball coming up. We've got two of the games here, at least on the radio for you. South Fouche taking on Assumption tomorrow at 4, taking on Assumption at home on Thursday. 
If the Tarpons win one of the two, they'll be the outright district champions. If they want to get greedy, try to win both, you could go undefeated in district. That would certainly be a feat as well. Today, you got Central Lafouche taking on Thibodeau at Thibodeau. That's a big game. If Thibodeau, I don't think Thibodeau has the, the ability or the opportunity to make the postseason, but if they want to have any chance in heck of getting in, they've got to win that one. Terrebonne's taking on HL Bourgeois today. That's a must-win game for Terrebonne. There's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. Terrebonne's on the outside looking in. They've got to win out. There's, there's no question. They've got to win out, and that'll be a big game today for them. In 4A, we don't have any local teams who are going to be playing, but you got an opportunity to earn some power points if some of your schedule opponents win. For instance, South Lafouche today, they're rooting for Belchase. Belchase is taking on Jesuit. That's an opportunity for the Tarpons to get a power point. Uh, North Vermilion is playing today. That's a chance you know, for, for seeding and positioning and everything of that sort. Brobridge is playing. That's another team that the Tarpon fans are going to be rooting to win because if they win, you get a power point. Down in 3A, Patterson will be taking on McKinley. Um, let's see, another game of local interest for South Lafouche. De La Salle is taking on Kenner Discovery Sciences. The Tarpons are rooting for De La Salle. That's an opportunity to earn a power point. In 2A, Homa Christian will be taking on False River. And down in 1A, you got CCA who will be taking on St. Charles Catholic. Ooh, that's going to be a good one. Two of the best teams that are going to be locking horns. Covenant Christian taking on St. Charles Catholic out in reserve. Let's catch a break here. It's play-by-play. When we get back, we'll go to Coach Brian Colley with South Lafouche. We'll ask him about the NBA playoffs. We'll ask him about the high school baseball scene and what's going on over in the Tarpon Athletic Department. It's play-by-play on 102.7. We'll be right back after this quick commercial break. It's Ram Truck Month at Southland Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat and Homa. Not only can you get a great deal on a Ram, but you can see their impressive lineup of new commercial trucks and vans. Southland Dodge has the perfect vehicle for your business with Rams. Long-lasting new pickups are their efficient new Ram work vans. Choosing the right one should be easy. Get more for your business with a new Ram trucker van at Southland Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat, 6161 West Park Avenue in Homa. Here for you yesterday, today, and tomorrow. State Farm offers surprisingly great rates on auto insurance, but what does that mean? Surprising. This often means something comes out of nowhere, like finding that $20 bill in your dryer. Great? Well, obviously, great means superior. Rates? Simply what one pays in exchange for something. And in this case, that something is State Farm being there when you need them most. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Individual premiums will vary by customer. All applicants subject to State Farm underwriting requirements. When you want the real deal, call State Farm agent Ashley Barrios in Cutoff. Hello, customers and friends. Taylor Griffin with Dufresne Building Materials here, back to remind you about a top-selling product right now, and that's roofing. Don't forget about the local guys, because we've got you covered with roofing paper, synthetic roofing felt, and so many Tamco Elite and Tamco Heritage shingle options. Starter strips, hip and ridge, 20-year three-tab, 30-year architectural, we've got it all. And you want to talk color options, you name it, we've got it. And we've got six going on seven convenient locations to serve you. Cut off Thibodeau, Belchase, Luling, Slidell, Gulfport, and coming soon, Grand Isle. Thank you all. Have a blessed day. When you're sick, you want to be close to home. World-class medicine doesn't require a trip to the city because the best care is close to home at Thibodeau Regional. We're continually adding new services, and our team of physicians has grown to more than 250. That's a lot of doctors. More doctors, more services, treating more conditions. And keeping more families healthy. World-class medicine, right here, close to home at Thibodeau Regional.
welcome back to Play by Play here on 102.7. Casey Justclair here reminding you all, join us for high school varsity baseball coverage sponsored in part by State Bank and Trust Company, Rev, Calvin Braxton Ford, Lady of the Sea General Hospital, Joseph the Contractors, and Advanced Eye Institute tomorrow. South Lafouche will be making the road trip out to Napoleonville, taking on Assumption. With a win, the Tarpons win, will win their first ever outright district championship in high school baseball. We go to phone lines now and our broadcast partner for those high school baseball broadcasts is on the line. That's Coach Brian Colley with South Lafouche. Coach, good morning, my friend. How are you? Good morning, Casey. Doing well. Coach, um, interesting time. Uh, you know, South Lafouche is in the the heat of the playoff chase. And in the first segment of the show, that's kind of what we were breaking down. Is like, look, we have a really good idea of who's going to be in and who's not going to be in. But this week is going to be all about seeding. There are so many teams who could either move up a couple of spots or move down a couple of spots. And that's very important when you get into the bracket because it decides who's going to be home, who's going to be away, how long you're going to be playing at home. There are some big games with some big seeding implications coming up this week. It's going to be an exciting week to see how it shakes out. Yeah, sure will. Big week ahead for the Tarpons. Uh, some uh, big games, big PowerPoint games ahead of them. And you're right, it's all about seeding because, look, in the playoffs, that first round is a one-game series. Uh, if you run into a, a team that, I mean, could be seated somewhere, it's 27, 28, and they have their ace pitcher and he's on the mound and he's, you know, producing for their team, uh, no telling what can happen. That's why they play the game. So, uh, yeah, it's very big for the Tarpons and uh, for all teams around the state. And if the Tarpons can you get a couple of wins, you know, out of these three games and uh, either move up or just stay where they are and not drop, that, that could be huge for them. Tarpons are playing well. They've won 10 games in a row coming into the matchup with Assumption. But Coach Guitros kind of said Saturday, like, look, man, I think we're kind of tired. You know, they had played five games in seven days. Uh, and the, the last two of the of the five, they were kind of sluggish, you know, kind of limped through North Lake Christian, got the big, you know, dramatic walk-off home run. And then, you know, got by Warren Easton in a game that looked, that was kind of a sloppy game always around. We kept starting and stopping and, you know, it's senior day, so there's a lot taking your your, your focus away from the, the action on the field. But Coach Guitros was saying, hey, man, we're, we're welcoming Easter break. We want to get off our feet a little bit. He said today's going to be a light practice. With all that having been said, I think we're going to see the Tarpons with all their juice back in their legs tomorrow. I think they're going to be very, very ready to go. What do you think? Yeah, I think so. And knowing what's on the line, uh, you know, we don't assume they're going to throw uh, Pierce tomorrow, Josh Pierce, and try and go take that first game and Get that clinch of the, the, you know, the district championship by themselves. But I agree with Coach Guitros. I think the Tarpons looked a little sluggish at times the last uh, couple of games, and uh, you know they, they were on their feet a lot. They had a lot of games, like you just mentioned, in a, in a, you know, a few short days. And look, Saturday was hot, and uh, you know that could have had an effect on some of the kids. You definitely know it had an effect on a couple of the umpires. But uh, a big week ahead again for the Tarpons, and hopefully they can come out and. Uh, you know, get all three, and if not, at least get two of them. You know, we talk about the offense a lot, and, you know, with good reason. You know, they're hitting home runs and scoring a bunch of runs. And But I truly believe when this team season turned around is when they got their pitching right. And, you know, the emergence of Jacob Cure all on the mound, Deuce Jeremy's throwing better, Josh Pierce is throwing better. And Coach Guitro said this on Thursday, is like, look, the difference is now when we score five or six runs in a game, we're winning that game. Whereas in non-district play earlier in the season – Sometimes they would lose that game 9-5 to five as they struggled to get people out. I think the pitching and the defense coming around is every bit as important as the offensive dominance right now for the Tarps. 
Yeah, it is. And look, uh, when the season started, you, everyone knew, okay, Josh Pierce is going to be our ace. Well, if we can only find, you know, uh, one or two more pitches to come in, and, you know, we're not, we're not sure how this is going to work out. Well, they found a, a couple of pitches, and like you mentioned, Jacob Curol, uh, Deuce, Jeremy come in, I mean, pitching great ball for the Tarpons. And you can't forget, I mean, you also have uh, Darren Ducey that can come in and give you some good innings. Uh, and you got a couple of pitchers that haven't pitched much this year that uh, I think given a chance, again, they can. Back with uh, Mason Buzzegaard, he had that one out and against Morgan City, looked extremely sharp on the mound. So I think the Tarpons found some depth at the pitching position where uh, I think they're feeling more comfortable uh, heading into playoffs as maybe they were uh, again uh, at the beginning of the season. So I'm going to ask you this, and I'm asking you this jokingly. Please don't take me seriously whenever I say this, but I'm a big Atlanta Braves fan. Last week, the broadcast team for the Atlanta Braves got their championship ring for winning the World Series. If the Tarpons win it all, are we getting a ring or what? Well, Casey, first of all, I'll never take you serious. <laughs> but... but Hey, I'm all for the broadcast team getting a ring because I'm part of it. Right, of right. <laughs> of course. Maybe if I wouldn't be part, I'd say, nah. But <laughs> hey, that would that'd be great. And hopefully, uh, Coach uh, Gitros is, uh, you know, getting the hint. And it, uh, you know, yeah, take a lesson <laughs> from the Braves and why not? <laughs> very, we'll very find good. The money. Very good. Chandler, if you're listening, uh, hint, hint, nudge, nudge. But anyway, we've got a lot of games to win before we get there. Coach, let's talk about some things going on around the athletic department. Uh, trying, and I say trying very, very loosely. You know, the Tarpons have been having, trying to have a track meet all season long. It gets rained out every time they try. This week, knock on wood, the weather looks to be a little bit better, and it looks like the district meet should, should, God bless them, go off without a hitch. Yeah, it looks like it should. And I got a feel for Coach Gallagher. He does such a great job with our track program. And Again, he, last week he made the right call with, with uh, the weather situation, the potential weather situation that was developing. And you got to look out for safety of athletes, the fans, the coaches, everyone involved. And I think he made the right call and ended up, you know, not the, the weather came a little bit later uh, than what, you know, we thought it would. But uh, hopefully uh, this, uh, this Wednesday, the district track meet over here at South Lafourche uh, can go off and, from what it looks right now, I think we should have no problem getting it in. Man, we're getting to mid-April, which means you know we're approaching you know May and, and summertime, which means that that would normally be a time where you'd be taking the guys to team camps and hosting your own basketball camp, and you know those things are not going to be taking place this summer, man. Like, are you kind of getting a little bit antsy in that? Hey, the old routine, like that's not going to be your responsibility anymore. No, uh, I'm not kind of. I am. Uh, it's. Uh... <laughs> It's uh, it's tough dealing with, to be honest with yeah. you. It's uh, you know something I've been doing for a long time. You know, past 32 years of you know running camps, and you know normally I would be getting ready for it, getting everything advertised. And this year, you know, not doing it. Of course, with no gyms, you wouldn't be able to do it anyway. But as far as you know, getting the the guys ready for team camps and stuff, and tryouts, and uh, getting the schedule ready. That's something uh, that I I did earlier in in. Uh, like a couple of weeks ago to help Coach Brody out right now, and he's, he's taking charge of it, and uh, we'll, we'll see if he gets the uh, you know the job in the next couple of weeks or so. But it's uh, it's very strange for me. Uh, honestly, I kind of don't like that feeling <laughs> of just not doing it, but uh, it's something I'm going to have to, <laughs> to live with and learn how to, to handle this stuff and 
uh, and over time, it'll it'll get easier for me, I'm sure. Do you know or have any intel in terms of you know how many people have applied or do, has the job closed? Can you give us kind of an update on that? Uh, I believe the job closes at three o'clock this afternoon. Okay. Uh, then once, uh, hopefully tomorrow morning, uh, we can get the names uh, of who applied, and I, I can see interviewing. Uh, if not, you know, uh, late this week, probably early next week, try and get some interviews, and I would hopefully think by the end of next week that uh, we'll have a, a coach name. Okay, very nice. Look forward to that. Um, and stop. I see that kind of uh, <laughs> shaking, you know, not uh, – Sounds weird, but yeah, no, I hear you, man. Um, look, let's talk a little bit of NBA for a second. The Pelicans make the playoffs and play their game one yesterday against the Suns. Um, I thought they competed well. You know, I thought in the first quarter that it was going to be a thirty-point game. It never got out of control. The Pelicans played better in the second half than the first. But at the end of the day, it always felt like every time New Orleans started to make a run, the Suns just had another gear. Whether it be Devin Booker, whether it be Chris Paul, like you just sort of saw why the Suns were the one seed and I got a feeling that's just kind of how this series is going to go and I think that's just I think that's okay you know you're the eighth seed for a reason but I think the most important thing is that the team competed and they didn't look intimidated I thought they played pretty well later in the game all things considered yeah later in the game they, they started off a little too slow on the offensive side where I didn't I mean they shot 25 percent from the, the field and from three-point line uh and you can't do that. And when you hit going up against the number one seed and you're the eighth seed, I mean, those things you just can't happen. And uh, yeah, Pelicans came back and, and fought. They caught it, you know, cut the lead to six. Uh, what early in that fourth quarter, and uh, Chris Paul just he took over for about four or five minutes of that game, and just uh, he was unreal for that stretch. And you know, he the type of play he is, he can do that. And he, he he got some assists. He he scored. Hit three pointers. He, had some steals. He was doing it all for the Suns uh, in that that stretch, and it was a little too much for the Pelicans to overcome. And uh, they played hard. And you're right. I mean, they can try and win if they can win one or two games. Two games, I think, would be a stretch. If they can win one, uh, again, looking forward to next year, just building blocks this year. What they did. Did you catch any of the USFL this past weekend? There's a team that's you know calling themselves New Orleans, not playing any games in the city, but that everything's being out in Alabama. But I thought it was interesting. And coach, one thing, you know, we we kind of chatted about this last week about the XFL and how they needed to fix the play clock situation. The USFL does not do that, but what they do do is they have the ball microchip, so there's no measuring. And you know, whenever you're diving for the end zone, they tell you exactly where the ball was. NFL, please. Please, if you could hear me, please implement that. That was so wonderful to see, not having to just guess and say, oh, we don't, we don't have an angle. We can't tell. Yes, we can. We've got the ball chipped up. Yeah, and look, uh, I don't know why NFL's not uh, going to this. It, uh, it has to be somehow with money, with, uh, I don't know, sponsorship that can maybe get more commercials when they have <laughs> reviewing plays or whatever. But uh, I watched a little bit of the USFL, uh, especially uh, – I caught the very end of the, the Breakers game where um, it was like two minutes left. I mean, the Breakers were still they were up by seven, I believe it was, and uh, they trying to run the clock out. And they throw on the ball still. <laughs> I found that interesting stuff to see, but they completed a couple of passes on the backfield and they uh, ended up taking a, a two knees at the end to win the game. But with two minutes left, they still throwing the ball, and uh, it's. Uh, you know, I'm looking forward to watching some of the games. I just wish uh, 
you don't have to play in Alabama. But and I don't know what's the reason why they're doing it, but I'm sure logistics logistics wise they couldn't uh, get secure the Superdome. Yep, I got you. Well, Coach, before we let you go, we know high school baseball, we know high school softball. Those two things are rolling into high gear. Is there anything else going on on campus this week that we need to know about? Well, our uh, softball team, congratulate Coach Phil and his staff. They qualify for the playoffs. They're going to be heading out to Franklin Parish up north uh, tomorrow for their game, but it's at 530. They're going to be uh, first pitch. Uh, tennis, the state tournament's coming up tomorrow. We have the uh, district golf match. Uh, the district track meet also Wednesday we spoke about. Trying to see if we left anything out. I know tennis, their state tournament is also coming up, I believe, this week, which we have a few uh, doubles teams that qualify, which we shouted those names out uh, on the broadcast last week. And uh, once that's done, we got baseball last regular season, and playoffs will start after that. And uh, hopefully they can make a run at it, and we'll get it all cranked up again to uh, start next year. But tonight uh, we have a parent-athlete meeting for all eight graders incoming nine graders of next year let them know our plans in the summer about different sports that we'll be doing our conditioning stuff and paperwork we have to make sure it's filled out correctly before we can get those athletes on our campus very good look my friend thanks so much for the time we'll see you tomorrow okay appreciate it thanks for having me have a good one yep that is coach brian collie with south lafouche doing a wonderful job he helps us out so much with those tarpon baseball broadcasts and he's right it's a big big week ahead not just baseball, not just softball, but track and golf and tennis. And there's so many young men and women who are making an impact and are doing wonderful things. And I say this all the time on the show, and I mean it sincerely. Thank you all to the parents out there who are allowing your kids to compete in school sports, who are investing the time and effort and energy in your child, allowing them to compete in school sports. It takes a lot of time. It takes a lot of effort. And, you know, maybe on Easter break, you guys would have maybe wanted to be camping or would have maybe wanted to be, you know, going to Universal Studios in Florida or to Arkansas or to your family, home, you know, visit family in Texas or wherever it may be. But instead, you guys were here because your kid was playing baseball or your kid, you know, had tennis or your kid, you know, whatever it may be. Thank you all so much because you're making a difference. You're making a literal difference. That child is going to turn into a young man or young woman who's going to you'll be better at their work because of those lessons that they learn. Who's going to be better, you know, as a dad or a husband or a wife or a mother because of those lessons that they learn. So thank you all so much for investing in your kids. That's one of the most valuable things that you could do in all of society is when you become a parent, investing in your kids and giving them the means to be successful. And it's more than just money. It's more than just buying your kids the newest James Harden shoes or buying your kids LeBrons, or making sure that your kids have you know, a, a Nike shooter sleeve. It's more than that. It's about being there, giving them the time and effort to bring them to practices, to sign them up for t-ball or softball, or whatever it may be. All those little things add up big. So thank you sincerely to you all for all that time and all that effort. It's Play by Play here. We're sponsored by Ashley Barry, State Farm Agent and Cutoff, Southland Dodge and Homa. Industrial power systems, industrial power systems for all your engine and generator needs because power is our middle name. Dufresne Building Materials got you covered for all your roofing needs. Rouse's Markets get Rouse's Louisiana Crawfish hot from the pot 11 a.m. to 7 p.m. seven days a week at Rouse's Markets Taste Like Home. 
Buzz Off. Buzz Off is the only all-natural mosquito control professionals providing guaranteed results. And Golden Motors, where price is priority, a proud supporter of South Lafouche and community youth sports organizations. We're going to catch a break when we get back. Our buddy James Schilling with Nichols Golf will be on the line, giving us a rundown on his team. They're preparing for conference. Give us a preview of the Zurich. And, we'll, of course, we'll ask him about Tiger Woods, too, of course. It's play-by-play. We'll be right back after this. Hey, Mike Davis here. Looking for your next new vehicle? Come check us out at Golden Motors. Price is priority. Come place your very own order or choose what is in stock or coming in. Many 2022 Silverado trucks and SUVs to choose from. New vehicles are here on the way. Chevy, find new roads. And if you're looking for that slightly pre-owned or any make and model vehicle, we have it in our huge selection or don't see it, we can get it. Just stop by on the back road and cut off or call us at 985-325-1000. Time is money. Don't waste both running around looking for filters, batteries, and belt sand related items. Fleet Supply Warehouse delivers. Fleet Supply offers daily scheduled delivery, including Bayou Lafouche, New Orleans, Morgan City, New Iberia, Lafayette, Thibodeau, Baton Rouge, the North Shore, plus the River Parishes, too. Automotive, lawn equipment, agricultural, marine, or industrial. Fleet Supply Warehouse. 985-868-0430. Venture Boulevard, Homa. Pesky mosquitoes, gnats, and all kinds of South Louisiana bugs taking over your yard? Have no fear, Buzz Off is here to save your summer. Buzz Off is the only locally owned pest control company focusing on your outdoor living space. They use 100% organic ingredients, safe to all humans and pets. Check us out on Facebook or book your appointment today at buzzoffnow.com. Need our cedar beaters now? Call 985-333-8989 today to take your lawn back. Buzz Off Mosquito Control, safe, effective, guaranteed. You may think every weather app is the same until you see WeatherBug over deliver on so many layers. With more free map layers than any other weather app, WeatherBug warns you the moment lightning strikes near you, prepares you for your commute with road conditions, routes, and even cameras. With everything from pollen and air quality to severe storm risks, radar, and satellite coverage, WeatherBug prepares you for the unpredictable. Download the WeatherBug app, trusted by over 10 million users, today for free. Welcome back to Play by Play here on 102.7. We go to the phone lines for our second call-in guest of the show. That'd be Nichols Golf Coach, Coach James Schilling, who's on the line now. Coach, good afternoon, my friend. How are you? Good afternoon, Casey. It's good to be on your show. Absolutely. Good to have you, man. Uh, You guys are preparing for your conference tournament. Um, You got the week off and you got a week to polish up the skills and get ready. Uh, What are some things that you guys are looking forward to most to get ready for the big match ahead? Yeah, it's the it's the uh, uh, final event of the regular season. Uh, you could possibly, if you know, you win individual or team winner, you do have the opportunity to move on to the NCAA postseason. But but with regards to our regular season schedule, uh, you know, we've, we've qualified for the Southland Conference Championship, and uh, we are preparing this week throughout practice to head up to the McKinney, Texas area, which is north of Dallas, and uh, play a very challenging golf course um, that will definitely showcase over 54 holes who's the, who the best team and individual champion 
is for for that period of time. Your team is uh, played last week, and you said, you know, hey, look, man, it'd be a step up in, in class a little bit, and you guys struggled a little bit, but played pretty well. Talk about your performance last week. Yes, we, we did, Casey. That's that's a, that's a very accurate, and fair statement. Uh, that you know, our team struggled early in the opening round, and uh, didn't quite have the performance that we that that we were looking for. However, we still came back at the end. And uh, and we're able to uh, catch some teams at the end and move up and and uh, beat some other schools that we've had in, in our league before and teams that we faced. A um, little different makeup there. Didn't quite have the same production that we've had typically all year from some of our players. But then, especially that final round, we had some other younger players step up. You know, which is always a good thing to see. I continue to be encouraged about this team. Uh, can't really discuss about the players that we have coming in next year, but I know as a coach what we have, and I'm very excited about that. And I'm also uh, excited with the youth of the team that we have. And, uh, you know, we're going to be grateful, you know, for guys like Liam Bride that, that have been with us for quite some time, but also extremely excited about what, what, uh, what will be on the roster here next year. So it's a, I, 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 feel, uh, I feel that we're going to be quite competitive. Yeah, very good. I, I definitely agree with that. You guys are in a, in a good spot. Um, Practice-wise, uh, what, what type of course are you guys going to be playing the Southland Tournament on? What are some things that you guys are going to have to do well to fare? You know, is it a course that's you know, long? Or are you guys going to have to be straight off the tee? Is it a course that's challenging around the greens? And what are some of the, the, the specific skills you guys are going to have to polish up to, to get ready for the conference uh, tournament? You know, we're playing Stonebridge Ranch in McKinney, Texas, and it's actually uh, a former site where they had PGA Tour qualifying schools uh, second stage, so that tells you about the difficulty of the course. More of a wide-open style, uh, so we will be spending a good bit of time at, at over at Latour practicing, getting ready for that. Fairly similar uh, style golf course off the tee, fairly open, uh, wind can blow quite a bit, quite long, uh, and the wind definitely plays a huge, a huge part of that. So we'll spend some time at Latour this week, preparing. I think that'll be our best avenue as far as, you know, just with the having to play the wind and being more comfortable with that. The format's different. It's only 18, 18, 18 each day. Uh, at least that's what's scheduled. So we're not really looking for any weather at this point. Uh, as you know, it's you know, it's 78, almost 80 degrees right now here in the Bayou area, and, and uh, summer's right around the corner. You know, I think we're, I think we're seeing, I think we'll see some good scoring this week with, with the PGA Tour being in town, and uh, we'll see how those guys do over at TPC Louisiana for the Zurich Classic. It's a perfect segue. I was going to ask you about that. We've got a lot of really good golfers here at the Zurich. You know, Morikawa and Victor Hovland, Scotty Scheffler and Ryan Palmer, Sergio Garcia, Tommy Fleetwood. You know, there are a lot of really good teams. Uh, Xander Schauffele, Patrick Cantlay. Um, there's a whole lot of talent coming to the city, and I think that there are going to be some good scores. They're going to be shot. First question is, what are you expecting to see from, you know, from the weekend? And then second, do you like the team format? I think it's different. I think it's kind of neat, uh, and it's something that uh, you know always catches my eye to kind of watch during the four days to see what it's going to look like. I like the way the tournament committee sets up 
the uh, the way that the the players are allowed to pick who they want. So what they do is they, they take the top 80 players and in ranking according to the PGA Tour. Now, that doesn't necessarily mean money list exactly, but they take the top 80 players that want to compete in the event. And what you've seen over the years is the fields have constant, they've continuously, they keep improving every year. Um, because more and more players want to play in the event. And the fact that you're letting a highly ranked player pick a person that he wants to play with, uh, it just it continues to add to, to the momentum of the event. And I think that's why I, I know that's why we continue to see the field improve every year. Cameron Smith is all you know, the players' champion. He's also in the field in addition to the players that you had mentioned already. And um, one of the things – that I know is popular, and as a as a golf coach, what I enjoy it, in it is the, the the different formats. So, on the first and third round, the two player team are playing the foursomes or best, also what's mainly known as best ball format. So, say that you and I are playing hole number one, I make a five, you make four. Well, we count four. And then, so we're even par if there was a par four, and then we're going to the next hole. So it's a better ball format. So you have two players playing playing golf, but they take the better score of the person playing the hole. And then they switch to a different format on the second and the final round. They switch to alternate shot, which is very difficult. Yeah. That's the most <laughs> difficult format that, that, that you're going to play and typically you only see that in the Ryder Cup every couple of years or in the President's Cup. So alternate shot uh, is totally different. So if you and I are playing number one at TPC, if you tee off, so you hit your tee shot, no matter where the ball goes, I have to hit the next shot. And then you alternate to the next shot until you hole out or finish the hole. And then you go... So it puts an extra level of pressure because you don't want to leave your partner in a bed in a in a in a tough spot for his next shot. So it's extremely difficult because you're playing less golf and it's really putting pressure on me because I don't want to leave my partner with a tough next shot. I want to really put him in a in a spot to be successful or make the putt or or whatever. I don't want him you know having to drop if we hit it in the water or hit it out of bounds or whatever. So. The, the the uniqueness of the two different formats from round one to two to three to round four really adds to the event. So how does that work? It is, okay, in the alternate shot, you know, let's say I'm gonna use I'm gonna use Morikawa and Hovland just as an example. Let's say Morikawa uses one type of ball, but Hovland uses another. Obviously you, you know you can't pick a ball out of the rough and then put in your type of ball back in the rough. It's like it, it creates some some uniqueness in that. Like you got to compromise equipment. You've got to feel like it, it, there's a lot of strategy involved. There's a lot of strategy involved because even though you have a person that's your partner, you're probably not going to pick the same type of player. Yeah. What I'm getting at is if if I'm if if I can smash the ball off the tee, but I'm not very accurate, the odds of me picking a person that does the exact same thing, well, I'm probably not going to do that as a partner because I need someone that's kind of accurate to offset what I what I don't do well. Sure. 
So you'll see it. So, so you'll have one guy, and that also leads into who who you want to start the first round. Do you want to have, to have a guy that's going to hit it and play? Do you want to be a guy that's going to smash your way down there and hopefully, hopefully they'll be able to, to hit an accurate shot that time? So there's multiple levels, especially on the alternate shot, which is comes into play on the final round in the second round. The alternate shot, it's really, really interesting for you to to watch because – it's not just you against the course. There's so much other strategy involved with regards to who tees off first, who the partner is, you know, on down the line, whereas the foursomes or the best ball is more just I'm playing golf, you're playing golf, okay, best score on that hole, boom, move forward. But I really enjoy the ultimate shot portion of it. So let's talk some Southland Conference business here. As the big news of the past week was that Lamar's coming back into the league. Look, man. You called this. You told me whenever a lot of the schools left, you said, hey, man, there's a lot of things they're not thinking about. There's travel and there's different things. And, you know, the grass isn't always necessarily greener on the other side. So you get one of the schools coming back. There are rumors and whispers that there may be others who may be trying to follow. Then, of course, you get the, the news from the conference itself that they're rebranding and there's some different things they're trying to do. So for a conference that looked like it was in a really bad spot, maybe, oh, eight to ten months ago, there's been a little bit of a resurgence here, man. It's been good to see. Yeah, there has. You know, and I, I, I've been doing, you know, I've been doing this a while, and um, I'm a firm believer in that there is a market out there for cost-effective college athletics, and that's what the Southland is. You know, we are not a league that is going to take our women's volleyball team or women's soccer team and fly them to Denver for a three to three and a half hour match or you know, game or whatever it may be. That, that, that sounds great pre-COVID, post-COVID. I can tell you as a former student athlete, it's hard when you're spending that amount of time driving to an airport, getting on a plane, getting off the plane, getting your stuff. Travel is not, not easy anymore whenever you're having to fly. And what did not make sense to me was you had teams that were ideally situated, like a Lamar, for example, they were centrally located where they can drive basically four hours and they can be anywhere in the conference. And I was always confused as to why would you, why would you sacrifice that, add expense and more hardships on your student-athletes with travel and miss school and miss classes and exchange that for putting more of a financial burden on your athletic department that you're not getting anything out of. All that you're doing whenever you're whenever you were in the whack, if you were Lamar, is yes, your budget looks bigger, it looks larger, but all that you're doing is spending it on travel costs. Yeah, you know, you're spending it on airline tickets and rentals and hotels for extra nights and stuff like that. There's really no benefit versus if you stay in the Southland. Why not use those extra funds to reinvest in your facilities or coaches or your student athletes? You know, so now the Southland where people thought we were dead and the league was just going to erode, everything changed whenever you had some of the Texas schools go to the WAC, but then you had some that were in the WAC immediately jump to another league. Well, now you have the WAC that's spread out from Seattle to Texas, and you have the Southland that is much more centrally located. And, you know, there's talk about, University of New Orleans adding football. So if they add football, then you go from you'll have UNL, Southeastern, Nichols, Northwestern State, McNeese, now Lamar, 
You know, so you have all the school Houston Baptist. You have all the schools right in there, and then you have Commerce that was Division Two. They're coming in. That's a tight footprint. I mean, you're talking four hour trips there for your student athletes, and more importantly, the parents and the boosters and those that want to follow the team, they can hop in the car and drive to Lake Charles or drive to Strawberry Field over in Hammond. You know, I mean, like I've done before to follow Coach Rebo's team. So, you know, I'm. I'm a firm believer and you have to be you have to be who you are and I think I know that I'm proud that the South and stuck with their guns and stayed together. And we are gonna rebrand it and it's gonna be a new naming of the league, but I I I think the Southland's best days are are really here right in front of us. I mean I think it's I think I, I think there's a place for cost control college athletics. I do. I'm a firm believer in that. You know, not everyone is good enough to go play at L S U. I mean, I know I wasn't, but I was still able to go somewhere and play. And I think, I think, the fact that I did play college sports and I did play athletics, uh, it really helped shape my life in a positive way. Yeah, very, very well said, Coach. Thanks so much for the time. We'll chat again soon. Good luck to you all at your conference tournament, my man. Thank you, Casey. Yep. I appreciate that. Yep. Bye now. That's Coach Schilling doing a wonderful job. We love to have him on. He offers such great insight. And look, I, he he called it. As soon as there were things happening within the league, was kind of talking to him, and you know, one day we were just shooting the breeze, and he said, "Man, this is not going to work out. Like it's going to be there are a lot of pitfalls and things that they're not realizing." Sure enough, that's exactly how it played out. Lamar's coming back. There are other schools rumored to maybe be on the way back, and it, it Southland's future, as he said a minute ago, looks as bright as it's been in, in quite some time. It's play by play here on one hundred two point seven. We'll catch a break when we get back. We'll get you some. NBA playoffs talk. We'll talk about the Pelicans game. We'll talk about um, some of the other series around the league. Then we'll do, after that, our weekend W's and L's. Then after that, we'll get you some betting picks. It's play-by-play. We've got about another 40 minutes to spend with you all on this Monday. We'll be right back after this on 102.7. The French Connection, the all-new Raging Cajun, 102.7 FM. It's Ram Truck Month at Southland Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat and Homa. Not only can you get a great deal on a Ram, but you can see their impressive lineup of new commercial trucks and vans. Southland Dodge has the perfect vehicle for your business with Rams. Long-lasting new pickups are their efficient new Ram work vans. Choosing the right one should be easy. Get more for your business with a new Ram trucker van at Southland Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat, 6161 West Park Avenue in Homa. Here for you yesterday, today, and tomorrow. Energize your business with Bayou Black Electric Supply in Homa. When you're elbow deep in a job, the last thing you need is to lose time and money fetching electrical supplies. Bayou Black Electric will deliver your items to the job site. There's daily scheduled service throughout South Louisiana, Lafouche, Terrebonne, Morgan City, New Iberia, and Lafayette. Plus, the river parishes too. If you need parts, call Bayou Black Electric Supply. 985-223-8807. Highway 311 in Homa. When you order curbside pickup on the new Rouse's shopping app, you pay the same price for groceries as in-store. And you get free pickup on all orders, $35 or more. Download the new Rouse's shopping app on the App Store or get it on Google Play. Place your order, choose your curbside pickup time, and your Rouse's Market's personal shopper will shop your order for you and load your groceries into your car. It's just that easy. Rouse's Market. Feels like home. Home Health Services in South LaFouche are vital right now. Look no further than Lady of the Sea Home Health. 
for the sick, the elderly, and the homebound. Our caring staff makes each day a little brighter, a little better. With quality health care and warm, genuine support, you and your loved ones are the most comfortable, content, and independent in your own home. Speak to your physician today about home health services from Lady of the Sea. Call 985-632-6900 for more information. Quality health care locally for you. Just got some really good news from Truck, who just gave me a shout during the commercial break. I didn't realize this. Um, making progress every day. It's play-by-play here on 102.7 FM and also 1600 AM. We are back now with multiple stations. The AM station 1600, which was powered down by Ida, is now back operational. So we're uh, <clears throat> doing that little simulcast with 102.7 and 1600 AM both on the KLEB brand with Coastal Broadcasting. That's awesome. That, that We can't wait to uh, to grow on that even more. Talk some NBA playoffs here in this segment of the show. We had all of our opening round series start over the weekend. Um, Man, we've been kind of hyping up the NBA playoffs in recent weeks here on Play by Play, talking about how excited we were for the different series and, you know, all the different things. And we think, that, you know, it's going to be wide open. I didn't see anything over the weekend to lend me, you know, any indication that it's going to be anything otherwise. I thought Philadelphia on Saturday looked absolutely amazing. You get Maxi, who's going for 36 points. Embiid and Harden really didn't even play well. But um, Maxi's going wild. Um, Harris is going wild. Philadelphia turned over the ball three times the entire game. And one of them was in the last minute of the game with all the, the rotation players out. So virtually two turnovers the entire game. That's ridiculous care of the ball. Harden had 14 assists, one turnover. That's ridiculous care of the ball. If they play like that, they're going to be exceptionally difficult to beat. The Warriors looked great. Steph Curry came back, and he was rusty. Yeah, he was rusty, but they looked really good. Then yesterday, I thought Brooklyn played well. They lost. I thought they played well which just goes to show you how well Boston played beating them 115 to 114. Both of those teams, the winner of that series between Boston and Brooklyn has a shot to win it all. Like not just to win, you know, like that series, not just, you know, make it to the conference finals. The winner of that series has a shot to win it all. And Boston leads that one one to nothing. Miami, no one's talking about the Heat, right? They're the number one seed in the East, but no one is talking about them because everyone's attention is on the Bucks or the 76ers or the Nets. No one's talking about Miami. All they did was open up the playoffs with a 115 to 91 win over Atlanta. They beat the brakes off of Atlanta yesterday and looked really good doing it. They had very balanced scoring. They played elite defense. Um, they get 21 from Jimmy Butler, 16 from PJ Tucker, 10 from Kyle Lowry. They got balanced scoring up and down their rotation, 27 points from Duncan Robinson. Miami is a team that scares the heck out of me because they have guys that, how could I say this? They have guys who elevate their game whenever it's the playoffs. P.J. Tucker in the regular season, he's out there just loafing. He's saving his body for the playoffs. In the playoffs, he's ready to go. He's ready to go. He's going to give you everything 
that uh, that he's got. He's going to be ready to go. Yesterday, he was 4-4 four, four from three and was terrific. The Bucks played okay. They didn't play great, but they got by. They got a 93-86 to 86 win over Chicago. I don't think that series will be competitive. I think Milwaukee's going to win that one in five at the most. Now, let's talk about the Pelicans, right? Get told, oh, you don't talk about the Pelicans enough. Um, well, let's talk about them now. Over the weekend, they get by the Clippers and get into the postseason. And then now they, they punch their ticket where they're going to be taking on the Suns. I thought yesterday's game with the Suns was indicative of how this entire series is going to go. When New Orleans played well last night and started to threaten, the Suns said, all right, one second, hold my beer. Rose up, played super well for about a three, four-minute stretch, and separated themselves from New Orleans. Then the Pelicans would make another little mini run. And Chris Paul would say, hey, hey, one second, y'all. Hold on for a minute. He would go score about eight, ten points in a minute. Then, lo and behold, the Suns were back up 16 again. They just have another gear that New Orleans doesn't have. And that's okay. You're an eight seed. Like, I feel like there were maybe a false sense of security or a false sense of expectations because they got in. But this is what's supposed to happen when an eight plays a one, right? The Suns are terrific. They're 64-win team. They're 64-18. and 18. They have 64 wins on the year. The Pelicans ended the year 10 games below 500. They're a far superior basketball team to New Orleans. This is what's supposed to happen in this series. Now, with that having been said, there are opportunities for New Orleans in this series. Brandon Ingram has got to play better. In the final 20 minutes last night, you know how many field goals Brandon Ingram made? I'll give you a hint. It's the same amount of field goals that I made. The same amount of field goals that you made. It's the same amount of field goals that the milkman made. Zero. In the final 20 minutes last night, Brandon Ingram didn't have a single field goal. For the game, he had five turnovers and four assists. Six of 17 from the field. In the last 20 minutes, he scored two points, both technical free throws. That can't happen. C.J. McCollum last night was 9 of 25 shooting. That can't happen. Herb Jones, 2 of 8. Can't happen. Alvarado, 1 of 4. Can't happen. So for New Orleans, they've got to get cleaner, more efficient offense. And a lot of the shots that they were missing were open clean looks, and they just weren't converting. That's, I think, the troubling part. They were good looks, just not making them. So Ingram's going to have to do more. McCollum's going to have to do more. They're going to have to get a little bit more from their bench. And I think they're going to have to clean up their rotation, right? Because right now they're starting Jackson Hayes with a two-post player, two-big-man lineup, and it just ain't working. Jackson Hayes played 11 minutes last night, was a complete non-factor, scored four points, had one rebound. He really doesn't need to be out there. I think in game two you're going to see more of Larry Nance, you're going to see more of um, Marshall, more of Trey Murphy. I think they're going to tweak some things up. And I think at times they could be competitive and they could be close and they could make these games interesting. But at the end of the day, when it gets close enough, the Suns are going to have enough and they're going to say, you know what, it's time for us to go and win these games. And that's, I think, exactly what's going to happen. Game two is going to be coming up in the next couple of days and the Suns are going to be at home again. Um I think for the Pelicans, they're, they're, as Coach Colley said earlier in the show, I think their best 
shot at this would just be, hey, win a game, and if you win two, that would be line, yeah. Um, you're an eight seed facing a one, and not just facing a one, you're facing an incredible one, a 64-win one seed. The Suns are terrific. The Pelicans' goal is just to play hard and soak in, soak up this, this experience that you're getting right now because every team that makes a run in the NBA makes a run after having been there once before and coming up short and learning those lessons. Hell, the Phoenix Suns were in that spot. Remember when the Suns made it to the bubble, won like eight games in a row and ended up not making the playoffs, but they had that experience? The next year they made it to the NBA Finals. The next year they made it to the NBA Finals. That's the first thing. The second thing, man, I don't know how I could say this. Zion Williamson is fat, man. He is too big. He he lost some weight. And of course, we knew that the weight was an issue, right? And he had to lose some weight. He lost it. And he looked great. He looked terrific. Seeing him on the bench at, in, the, in the Pelicans playoff games, he has gained all that weight back. If he's going to be a part of this team's future, he's going to have to be able to keep that under control. Because you're a big dude who relies heavily on jumping. And not just like jumping, but like violently jumping and dunking and landing hard on your feet. You can't continually put that weight and that strain on your feet that are already scarred landing and landing with 300 pounds of force on those things over and over and over again. The fact that he's having weight control issues, I think is inexcusable. You're paid millions and millions of dollars. Find your dietitian, find your diet that works. But it is an issue. Just look at him on the bench. He looks like a blimp. He has gotten very large in recent days. And I think that that's part of the reason why they're so noncommittal about him playing this season is they know he can't go. What what can he play right now? 15 minutes? 20 minutes? And yeah, that's not even accounting for the rust and everything of the sort. So they've got to get that figured out. But yesterday was a good showing. The Suns win. They win by 11. They they actually covered the 10.5-point spread. The Pelicans were rotten in the first half of the game. Couldn't throw the ball in the ocean. Played better in the second half of the game. Actually cut it to 7 or you know maybe even 6 at one time. But the Suns just have another gear. They're just a better basketball team. They just have that different gear. And they were able to get the strong you know run from Chris Paul. And you know Booker made some shots. And Aiton made some shots. And that's just the byproduct of being who they are. You know, they, they've got 64 wins for a reason. They've just got a gear that New Orleans doesn't have. Tonight, we've got a couple of game twos, Toronto and Philadelphia, Utah and Dallas, Denver and Golden State. And you know, the shame of it is, and I talked about this a couple weeks ago, is that the NBA playoffs, are it's a different sport than the regular season. In the regular season, dudes are resting and like nobody's really playing hard and like it's a different animal. In the playoffs, they play at a different level and injuries become a factor. All three of these games are plagued by injury. The Raptors are going to be without Scotty Bournes tonight. That's going to hurt them. They're going to be also without Gary Trent. That's going to hurt them. Dallas is without Luka Doncic. Denver's without Michael Porter. They're still without Jamal Murray. So all three of those games are going to be heavily affected by injury. You hate to see it, but at the end of the day, after you play 82 games and then go through the playoffs, it's sometimes just the team that finishes the season the healthiest that ends up winning it all. That's exactly what happened with Milwaukee. There's no one in their right mind that could convince me that the Bucks, when healthy last year, were better than the Nets when healthy. The Nets pushed them to seven games without two of their three superstar players. The Nets were the best team last year. 
the Bucks were the healthiest team when it mattered the most, and that's what allowed them to win it all. So we'll keep tabs on the games. We'll keep tabs on you know the injuries, and, and it's going to be a, a Wild West free-for-all. Who's going to stay the healthiest and who's going to peak at the right time is going to be the team that ends up cutting down the nets. It's play-by-play. We're sponsored by Ashley Barry, our state form agent and cutoff, Southland Dodge and Homa, Industrial Power Systems, Industrial Power Systems for all your engine and generator needs because power is our middle name. Do friend building materials got you covered for all your roofing needs. Rouse's Markets, get Rouse's Louisiana Crawfish hot from the pot. 11 a.m. to 7 p.m. seven days a week at Rouse's Markets tastes like home. Buzz Off, the only all-natural mosquito control professionals providing guaranteed results. Golden Motors, where price is priority, proudly supporting South Lafouche Athletics and community youth sports organizations. And also the Blue Boot Rodeo, the fourth annual Blue Boot Rodeo, supporting the Riley Johns Blue Boot Foundation. The foundation, the foundation's mission is to educate everyone on water safety and drowning prevention in and around all bodies of water. This year's rodeo will be held July 7th, 8th, and 9th at the Grand Isle Marina and Tarpon Pavilion in Grand Isle. So we thank them so much for the support. Let's catch a break when we get back our weekend W's and L's. You're listening to Play by Play here on 102.7. We'll be and also 1600 AM KLEB. We'll be right back after this. The French Connection, the all-new Raging Cajun, 102.7 FM. Hey, Mike Davis here. Looking for your next new vehicle? Come check us out at Golden Motors. Price is priority. Come place your very own order or choose what is in stock or coming in. Many 2022 Silverado trucks and SUVs to choose from. New vehicles are here on the way. Chevy, find new roads. And if you're looking for that slightly pre-owned or any make and model vehicle, we have it in our huge selection or don't see it, we can get it. Just stop by on the back road and cut off or call us at 985-325-1000. Pesky mosquitoes, gnats, and all kinds of South Louisiana bugs taking over your yard? Have no fear, Buzz Off is here to save your summer. Buzz Off is the only locally owned pest control company focusing on your outdoor living space. They use 100% organic ingredients, safe to all humans and pets. Check us out on Facebook or book your appointment today at buzzoffnow.com. Need our cedar beaters now? Call 985-333-8989 today to take your lawn back. Buzz Off Mosquito Control, safe, effective, guaranteed. Hello, customers and friends. Taylor Griffin with Dufresne Building Materials here, back to remind you about a top-selling product right now, and that's roofing. Don't forget about the local guys, because we've got you covered with roofing paper, synthetic roofing felt, and so many Tamco Elite and Tamco Heritage shingle options. Starter strips, hip and ridge, 20-year three-tab, 30-year architectural, we've got it all. And you want to talk color options, you name it, we've got it. And we've got six going on seven convenient locations to serve you. Cut off Thibodeau, Bell Chase, Luling, Slidell, Gulfport, and coming soon, Grand Isle. Thank you all. Have a blessed day. At Thibodeau Regional, we're proud to announce we've received Health Grades 2017 Outstanding Patient Experience and Patient Safety Excellence Awards. What's more, we're the only hospital in Louisiana to achieve both awards four years in a row. Why should this matter? Because it confirms two things, our commitment to quality and your satisfaction, both very important when it comes to your family's health care. Thibodeau Regional, once again recognized by Health Grades for providing outstanding quality care. For more info, go to Thibodeau.com. Set yourself up for success when planning your next event. Whether it be a festival, Mardi Gras rodeo, or outdoor music venue, Joe's Septic Contractors knows that it's important to cover your bases well before the days of your event. Joe's Septic Contractors can supply 1810 three and two stall restroom air conditioned trailers anytime, anywhere, 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Planning an event? Visit Joe's Septic at bizcom.net with locations in Cutoff, Thibodeau, Fouchaw, Abbeville, and Reserve. 
Buddy Miller, the MVP of the day. You got the new bumper music rolling. Got me fired up here on Play by Play. A reminder, join us for high school varsity baseball coverage sponsored in part by State Bank and Trust Company, Rev, Calvin Braxton Ford, Lady of the Sea General Hospital, Joe Septic Contractors, and Advanced Eye Institute tomorrow. South Lavouche taking on Assumption at 4 o'clock out in Napoleonville. That'll be a matchup of two of the top teams in the state of Louisiana. So, it is our Monday show. We hope you all have had a very happy Easter. I'm not going to lie. I'm over here suffering here at my radio mic and say suffering. What are you talking about? I gave up chips for Lent. Okay. You know, I might say, man, that's such a weird and, and that's not a sacrifice. Like, what are you doing? I'm a midnight eater. I eat chips every single night at about 1, one fifteen in the morning. Go get some barbecue chips, whatever. Like it was, it was become out of control, right? So to not do that for the last couple months, hey, it was good, new habit, and it was a legitimate sacrifice for me. I just had my first bag since Lent. It's some Elmer's hot and spicy cheese curls. Well, at the end of the commercial, there I saw, hey, I had ten seconds left. So what's a man to do? Should I save the rest of the chips in the bag for, you know, later? Or should I just scoff them all down right now? Well, of course I scoff them all down right now, but they're hot. So what I'm getting at is my tongue is bleeding here while I'm trying to do this segment. So bear with me. Weekend W's and L's after I got off on a chip eating tangent. First weekend W goes to the Philadelphia 76ers. They looked incredible. I'm not just saying that because I'm a hardened guy. They looked incredible. They dominated Toronto from start to finish. They had three players score 20 or more in the game. Uh, actually, uh, yeah, three players and almost a fourth biz. And B actually came up short. Of all people, the leading scorer in the league was the one who came up short. Um, they're going to be a player in all this. They're going to be firmly in contention. If their role players play well, they might even win it all. Philadelphia's got a big game too today. The Raptors are kind of beat up. They got to take care of business. Weekend L goes to the Brooklyn Nets, and they only lost one game. They might end up coming back and winning this series, but it was how they lost yesterday to Boston. You're winning by three with 40 seconds left. You give up a layup. Then you have the worst offensive possession in the history of basketball where Kyrie Irving is just dribbling endlessly and aimlessly and then passing the ball to Kevin Durant with one second left on the shot clock for him to shoot a bad shot. Um... Yeah, yeah, that that was, and, and then, oh yeah, oh yeah, on top of it, giving up another layup to lose the game uncontested where Kyrie Irving was just kind of watching the team go and score. The Nets didn't play with a whole lot of effort yesterday. The, the Nets didn't play with a whole lot of effort uh, late yesterday. And, you know, they've got to figure that out. They've got to get better at that or they're going to lose in the opening round to Boston, so they get an L. Weekend W goes to the USFL. I watched it. That means it gets a W. Um, because with these ancillary leagues, these smaller leagues, that's what they're based on. They need they need people to watch them to survive and grow. I watched it. Coach Kyle said he watched it. I know several of my friends watched it. So the interest was there. They get a W. Do I wish that I could go to New Orleans and watch the Breakers play? Sure. But I also understand for travel and cost savings and everything of the sort, having it all in one central location might be the way to go. So, you know, hey, look, there, there's room. If there's a second season, we could bring the teams here and whatever it may be. So the USFL gets a W. I was entertained. I thought it was actually some pretty good football. 
Weekend, L goes to LSU baseball. I thought that LSU baseball was going to go to Arkansas and compete and be, you know, win a game and, you know, maybe, you know, kind of lose a game close and kind of lose the series like that. No, nah, they just went got blasted in Arkansas. This is a team that lacks consistency. This is a team that doesn't know how to sustain success. And it's a team that doesn't know how to consistently field ground balls without throwing them into the opposing dugouts. The Tigers are so bad defensively that it's hard to put any stock in them making a run because at some point, you're going to need your defense to win you some games, and they're just incapable of doing that. So LSU baseball gets an L. Oh, that was ugly to watch. And, and you know, the, the problem and the trouble with it all, y'all, is that it's consistent. It's consistently ugly to watch. They, they just struggle on defense. I've never seen anything like it. Weekend W goes to the Minnesota Timberwolves. The Timberwolves were in the play-in tournament, and remember there was all the whining and griping about, man, we shouldn't be here. We're 46 and 36. You know, we're 10, 15 games better than these other teams. We shouldn't be in the same play-in tournament as them. Well, they get by the Clippers and punch their ticket as the seventh seed. Then they win the opening round game against uh, Memphis in the best of the seven, well, as the seventh seed. They get 36 points from Anthony Edwards. Man, do you, and this is a whole nother tangent because, you know, I'm giving a W to the Timberwolves and I'm going to talk about something else. Is the NBA in a good place or what? You got Anthony Edwards on Saturday, scored 36 points. Anthony Edwards is 20. He is 20 years old, scoring 36 in a playoff game. You got John ja Morant from Memphis. He scored 32 in a playoff game. He's 22 years old. You got Tyrese Maxey for Philadelphia scoring like 36, 37 points in a playoff game. He's 21, 22 years old. There's so much young talent in the NBA. So Minnesota gets a W, but I could have just as easily given it to just fans of the league. The league is in such good shape. You wonder sometimes, okay, LeBron's on the way out. You know, Curry's in his 30s. Harden's in his 30s. Durant's in his 30s. Like that whole generation within the next five or six years, that whole generation is going to be gone. Will there be a next line of stars to carry it forward? Oh, absolutely. Yes, there will. We've seen that this past weekend. There are some players that are hungry, talented, and skilled, and one of them plays for the Timberwolves to get a big weekend W. Weekend L goes to Tony Vitalo, the Tennessee baseball coach. In the top of the first inning, Vitalo got A, thrown out of the game, and B, suspended for future games after bumping an umpire. I like Tony Vitalo. I think that LSU should have hired him over Jay Johnson. That's not a knockage against Jay Johnson. I don't think that Jay Johnson's a bad coach. Please don't tweet me and you know send me naughty things on Facebook saying that I'm being too impatient, whatever. I'm not trying to say that. I think Jay Johnson's going to do well at LSU. But when the Tigers didn't get Tony Vitalo, I said this. I said, this is like when you didn't hire Steve Spurrier in the 90s. He's going to be a guy that you're going to um, have to see in the future and he's going to consistently beat the hell out of you. Tennessee's probably the best team in the country in college baseball. That's coming to fruition. But Vitalo, this past weekend, showed maybe he was sipping a little too much of his own Kool-Aid. First off, my first question for this is, it's the top of the first inning, and it's 0-0. Zero to zero. What the hell happened to make you so angry to want to get thrown out in the top of the first inning? Like, okay, in crunch time, in the eighth inning, and you you, know, you just give up an error. Like you, I get it. You have a full game's worth of frustration. This was in the top of the first inning, coach. Why are you so upset? And then you know, the second part to that is in no way, shape, nor form is there is it ever okay to touch 
or, you know, he didn't put his hands on the umpire, but to touch and bump an umpire, that can't happen. Coach Vitalo, you're young, you're very gifted, you're incredibly skilled at what you do. If you want to have longevity and you want to stick around, you got to cut that stuff out. That can never happen again. What happened this past weekend can never happen again. He gets a weekend L for just acting like a clown. There's no reason for that. He needs to do better. Weekend W goes to Jordan Spieth. Jordan Spieth won the PGA Tour event this past week. Um, Got to give again kudos to my guy, Coach James Schilling. We had him on earlier. Uh, Spieth won at the RBC Heritage. Coach Schilling came on before the PGA Tour season started, and he said, hey, I like Spieth as a guy who can, you know, have a little bit of a comeback here. Remember, Spieth was on top of the golf world and then kind of sunk down to the the abyss. Spieth has kind of come back here. He's he's had a, a very good start to the season. Uh, 15th on the money list right now. Still only 28 years old, man. He's got all kinds of time ahead of him. Now, he's still been inconsistent, though. In his last five starts, this was the only time he finished in the top 25. He's had two missed cuts. He missed the cut at Augusta, missed the cut of the players. So he's still been inconsistent, but it's good to see him get a win, and hopefully he could get himself back into high gear. It's play-by-play here on 102.7 FM and 1600 AM KLEB. Let's catch a break. When we get back, we'll get you some betting picks, and I'll read some headlines from some things going on around the world of sports. We'll be right back after this. The music on the bayou, the all-new Raging Cajun 102.7 FM. 3T Oil Change is an efficient quick loop service that offers oil changes for gas and diesel engines, brake tags, tire sales and services, engine and cabin air filters, bulb replacement and wiper blades with the convenience of a drive through No appointment necessary. 3T Oil Change on Main Street and Cutoff. Call 798-7401. Proud supporter of South LaFouche Sports. 3T Oil Change says, Go Tarpons! Did you or your loved ones go without this hurricane season? Well, this year, go with Industrial Power Systems, your only local power generation professional, serving LaFouche for over 18 years. We offer sales, service, installation, and maintenance on all major brands of residential, commercial, industrial, and marine generators for the most trusted brands in the industry. Generac, Kohler, Briggs & Stratton, Cummins Onan, and many more. Industrial Power Systems. Power is our middle name. Call us today at 632-1692 or come see us on the back road in Galliano. When you order curbside pickup on the new Rouse's shopping app, you pay the same price for groceries as in-store. And you get free pickup on all orders, $35 or more. Download the new Rouse's shopping app on the App Store or get it on Google Play. Place your order, choose your curbside pickup time, and your Rouse's Market's personal shopper will shop your order for you and load your groceries into your car. It's just that easy. Rouse's Market. Feels like home. A new name, a new era. TGMC is now Terrebonne General Health System. This change reflects our transition to more of an all-around healthcare partner rather than just a healthcare provider. With new facilities, new innovations, and new ways to help you, we've done more than change our name. We've changed our future. To see what's new at Terrebonne General Health System, visit tghealthsystem.com. One 
one segment to go here on Play by Play. We thank Coach James Schilling for his time. We thank Coach Brian Colley for his time. We're going to have Stan Gravois tomorrow. Uh, we've got a busy week ahead. We've got a busy week of high school baseball ahead. Reminder, join us for high school varsity baseball coverage, sponsored in part by Thibodeau Regional Health Systems, Golden Motors, Rouse's Markets, 3T Oil Change, Buzz Off, and Terrebonne General Health Systems. Tomorrow, South Lafouche taking on Assumption. That's out in Napoleonville at 4 o'clock. Thursday, the Tarpons are taking on Assumption at 6 o'clock at home in Galliano. South Lafouche also plays Berwick on Friday. I don't have that one down on our broadcast schedule because it's a non-district game, but if that becomes a game where there are big seeding implications, meaning, hey, if South Lafouche wins the game, they'll move up a spot, or you know, if they lose the game, they can move down a spot. If that becomes a big seeding game, I got a feeling I can maybe pull some strings and get that one broadcast on on 1600 and 102.7 as well. But as of now, we're scheduled for just two of the three, and uh, the, the third one will kind of be TBD there. Three betting picks for you all, then we'll wrap it up. Today, game number one, I like Philadelphia, the 76ers to cover a seven-point spread against Toronto. Um, the 76ers beat Toronto decisively in game one, and uh, Toronto is now going to be without several key players. This is not a Raptors team that has a lot of depth, y'all. This is not. They don't play a lot of guys. In years past, they have had tremendous amounts of depth, and they kind of hit you in waves. That's not Toronto this year. They play six or seven guys. Their bench is not very deep. And now today, you're going to be looking at a situation where you're going to be without, uh, you're going to be without your third leading scorer, Gary Trent. You're going to be without your fifth leading scorer, Scotty Barnes, and you're going to be without Thaddeus Young. That's three guys in a rotation that's, that's very thin to begin with, off of a team that, you know, got their faces kicked in in Game One. I think is going to just be too much for them to overcome. The loss of Scotty Barnes is a big one. He's a really good rookie player. Maybe going to be the rookie of the year. 15.7 rebounds, three and a half assists a game. <laughs> That's a big loss. The loss of Gary Trent is going to hurt their outside shooting. Is going to make them easier to guard. And then the loss of Thaddeus Young is going to hurt them on the inside. You know, he kind of stretched the floor from the outside at times as well. But good, you know, decent rim protector and everything of the sort. That's going to be a lot for them to overcome, especially on the road, taking on a 76er team that played so, so, so very well. On, uh, on Saturday. I like Philly to cover the seven. I think that without those key pieces, Toronto's just not going to have enough. If they were full strength, I would say, man, hey, the Raptors are going to circle the wagons. Nick Nurse is going to make adjustments, and Toronto's going to be in great shape. But without their full allotment of guys and with a bench that's going to be thin, they're going to be playing some dudes tonight. Huge minutes, and they're going to be playing some dudes tonight off the bench that just are not capable of handling that moment. So give me Philadelphia covering the seven against Toronto. Let's look for some uh, major league. No, one more. One more 76er Raptor thing. This is going to be a prop here, right? Um, let me tell you this. Let us let me find it so I can tell you the exact numbers and everything. I like Joel Embiid tonight to go under 49.5. Hear me out. Under 49.5 points, rebounds, and assists. Toronto is beat up. Yes, they are. There's no doubt. They're going to be without a lot of guys. But they're going to be without guards. They're going to still be whole in the paint. Pascal Siakam, um, you know, Precious, Anawachu, a lot of their interior guys are there still. 
for an undersized Raptors team to begin with. So what they do, because they're so undersized, is when MB gets the ball often, like they just they just go wrap him up. They just double-team him, get the ball out of his hands. That's part of the reason why in Game 1, Maxie and Harris had such big games, is they were doing such a good job denying Embiid. In Game 1, Embiid had 19 points, 15 rebounds, 4 assists. So do the math there. That's um, 34, 38. 38 he had in Game 1, points, rebounds, and assists combined. I think he's going to be better today, but will he be better enough to get 49 and a half? Ah. I think he's going to get 26 points, 12 rebounds, and a handful of assists. I think he's going to be way under the 49.5. I think Toronto is going to continue to not let him score a ton by just physically getting the ball out of his hands. As soon as he touches it, just go double him, go triple him, do whatever you got to do, get the ball out of his hands. I think that because of that, he's going to go under. Let's give you a Major League Baseball one, and then we'll get out of here and wrap up the show. It's been a wonderful show today. We've certainly uh, missed doing these the last couple of days, and uh, we're gonna we're gonna wrap up after this last pick. Um, let's go Tampa Bay today on the road, getting a money line uh, minus one forty six money line against the Cubs. So we like Tampa Bay to beat the Cubs today. The Rays are a better team than the Cubs are. They're on the road. Yeah, I don't think it's gonna matter a whole lot. Uh, Tampa's got a good offense. They've got a ton of arms. Kyle Hendricks is throwing for Chicago, which is why this line is what it is. But early in the season, guys are not throwing a lot um, because they're not fully stretched out. So the starters are just going four or five innings, which means it's going to be a bullpen game. And I like Tampa's bullpen a whole hell of a lot more than I like Chicago's. So give me Tampa to cover and win today with the money line against Chicago. Very quickly, a couple of headlines, and then we'll we'll get out of here. Um, LSU running back Corey Kiner has entered the transfer portal. Looks like he's going to be out. LSU has a bunch of running backs on the roster. You know, Bradford came back into the program. Um, Emory has, is back in the program. So maybe there wasn't as much of a spot for Kiner. So he's entering the portal. Uh, let's see what else we've got here. Uh, Colin Kaepernick. And when will this, when will these not be headlines anymore? Colin Kaepernick says he's willing to be a backup if the NFL will give him a shot. He hasn't played in like six or seven. Like we need to, how old is he going to have to be before we could stop talking about, oh, he might play, oh, he might not play. The dude has not played a snap in the NFL since 2016. And in that season, oh yeah, he wasn't very good. (laughs) He had a QBR of 40. That's not very good. Or 49, rather. Still not very good. When are we going to stop having these conversations? Like I, That's my question. That's my big question with Kaepernick. Is At what age is he going to have to be before we stop discussing this as a realistic possibility? I don't think he's going to play in the NFL. I think those days are done. And I think that if he would want to play in the NFL, he would be better served going play in the USFL or the XFL or one of the ancillary leagues to show that he's got skills because, look, we see him throw with no pass rush. We see him throw on air with no pads, and that's a different animal. B.J. Young at South Lafouche could complete passes on air. I don't know if he could complete them in the NFL with a blitz coming in his face. So I think Kaepernick is not approaching this the right way, and if he truly does want to play, there are other avenues to maybe explore them. We thank everybody for listening. We'll be back tomorrow at the same time. So blessed and thankful for all the shows and the opportunities that we've been given And we're back on 1600 AM, which is great. A larger audience will be able to hear what we're doing. 
Uh, thanks to all of our sponsors. Thanks to all of our listeners. And thanks to um, you know everybody who has been a part of this ride so far. We're back tomorrow with a big day. We've got a big show. And then after that, we'll scoot out to Napoleon Bill for the big contest between the Tarpons and the Mustangs. This is Casey Jiskler signing off. The sun has just poked through the clouds here in La Rose. May God bless the rest of your days. See you tomorrow. You're listening to KLEB, 1600 AM and K274 DE, 102.7 FM, Golden Meadow.